Good morning to everyone. You may be seated, please. I would like to give greetings from Brazil and from Rio de Janeiro, from the Anglican Diocese of Rio de Janeiro and from, from the Cathedral of St. Paul the Apostle, where I work. I'm very thankful to God this morning because I am here at All Saints Church, especially after the women's retreat this weekend at Montara Farm where I could ride a horse and had not a leg broken. <laughs> I feel safe now. And talking about Brazil and Atlanta, Reverend Jeffrey, your rector, visited our Anglican church in Rio last year, and he asked us a question. He asked me a question. Why? Would someone like to be an Anglican in Brazil? And I first answer this question based on my own experience. I would like to be an Anglican in Brazil or elsewhere because I would like to be a human being, a human being who is loved by God. And the gospel today says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. There is no need for me to become an angel or forget about all about the world to become an Anglican. As an Anglican, I can be who I am, plenty of mistakes and misunderstandings, and still be religious. A woman of faith living in this world, concerned for the human rights in prayers and actions, with all the millennium development goals back on my head. For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. There is no need as Anglican to become a foolish person. I can study and grow on my faith. I can study the Bible, theology, and still use my mind and intellect. Reason is part of our Anglican tradition. There is no need to become a man to be ordained to the ministry. As a woman in most parts of the world, I am allowed to be a priest. And I say most parts of the world and the Anglican Communion because of my experience visiting Africa, Zimbabwe, and the Anglican Church in Harare. I went to the church, and the priest approached me and, and asked, Are you the young theologian from Brazil? And I said, Yes. Are you about to be ordained? And I said, Yes. So he asked me, why would you like to become a man? <laughs> and I had no answer. <laughs> and I still have no answer. <laughs> but I remember about Galatians 3, 28, 
There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. But we st still we will find differences within the Anglican Communion which need to be addressed, respected, and overcome. There is no need to remain single or married or even divorced. I am able to get married, to get divorced, and to get married again. I do need to remind you, people of God, that we Anglicans are not put aside from God, especially at times of transition of life, when we find ourselves in more need for help. God has immeasurable mercy and unconditional love and also has the Anglican Church. For God so loved the world that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. And my second answer to Jeffrey's question, why would someone like to be an Anglican in Brazil? It is because we love our country. It is because I really love my country. I like the marvelous landscapes, but mainly I love 180 million people who live there. Are you aware that we have 35 million people starving in Brazil? They have less than $1 a day to survive. They live on the slums, well known as favelas. Favela may be the first word you may practice in Portuguese. These are poor areas with no infrastructure to live, but people still live there. And some Brazilians are simply homeless. All the family homeless. Are you aware that we have lots of refugees from one side of the country to another, from east to west or north to south? Because of poverty, droughts, unemployment, drug trafficking, and so on. Even our president, maybe you know his name, President Lula, even our president was a refugee. When he was 17 years old, he traveled with his family on a truck for a month from the northeast area of Brazil to Sao Paulo, the biggest city. There was no water, no food, no job for them. And they arrived in Sao Paulo with a hope of getting a job. After a couple of years, he was working at a dangerous factory and lost a left hand, a left hand finger. He ran for president for the first time in 1989, and he was not elected without a graduation degree. But many years later, our society changed a little bit and accepted a worker in the presidency. The church had an important contribution to this fact. We have many contributions as Anglicans to give to our country. And I still think we could have a more effective role or impact in the society 
we could contribute more with our theology and reflections. And today I address you a question. What is the challenge? What is the challenge as a human being to be an Anglican? Recently, I've been to New York for uh, the United Nations Conference on the Statues of Women. And Elizabeth Loweth from Canada said that Anglican women carry a message that is not just a Christian message, but also a human rights message that the world needs to hear. And there is one message we Anglicans can repeat to everyone, to all nations, every day. So God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you and me. God loves America, Latin America and Africa. God loves the whole world that he gave his only son so that everyone may have eternal life. Amen. Amen.